Hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Funny Arizona Podcast, episode number 307. I am your host, Jose. Thank you so much for coming back. Today's guest is the wonderful CEO of Assistance League of Phoenix. Amy came aboard to tell us what's been going on with them and how they've been progressing along this holiday season and during COVID. I just want to say thank you for Amy for coming in. It was a wonderful conversation. We hope that you love this episode and we hope that you're helping out this season and doing your part to just give back a little bit so if you want to go do so and help assistance league of phoenix we always leave the bio and links in the bios below we hope that you guys are clicking on those and making sure that you guys are connecting with every guest i hope that uh one of the other things that happens out of this is that someone is um changed their life through this through this conversation because i know that i had a little bit of a moment i had to you know really really uh put myself uh, in the light there for a second just because i am a father and this is with children this is one of those conversations that i just it's tough it is really tough but again we hope that you love this episode. We hope that you guys enjoy what we bring to the table. If you want to send us a line or send us someone that you think would be great, finding Arizona podcast at gmail.com. And that will lead us into all of our social medias under finding Arizona podcast, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can connect with us and let us know who you want in next. If you do me a favor, also go over to our website, finding Arizona podcast.com. There you will sign up for two things. One is the newsletter and the other one's the blog. You don't really sign up for the blog, but the blog gives you a little bit more of the personal side of what's going on in our side of the world and our family. Uh, we let you know what's been going on with our son and what's been going on with us personally. The newsletter is a little bit more of the actual official side of the podcast. If you want to know who's coming in next or you want to know what events are going on in the community, newsletter is where you want to be at. So this all leads to my favorite part of the intro, which is the community corkboard. We love to announce local programs, local things going on. So again, finding Arizona podcast at gmail.com. If you want just like a little shout out and just like something really quick, that will be there for you. So first up, Cityscape Spectacular happening today, December 11th at 4 p.m. over at Cityscape. Yes, Cityscape is opening their doors. Uh, City Skate is a, a, a skate pick skate. Wonderland free progressive holiday performance over the top holiday lights decor delicious food drinks and merriment uh, we hope that you guys go check it out it starts at 4 p.m. Arizona City Center around the downtown area you guys all know uh, so that leads me into the next part of the community court board which is our next event it's uh taking place tomorrow december 12th and that is going to be from 11 a.m to 5 p.m and that is the witchcraft yule market celebrate celebrate the cozy season and embrace your inner witch at this one day's market shop handcrafted goods and certain arts relics tarot cards crystals candles anything that your witchy heart desires over in the glendale civic center that is 5750 west glen drive in glendale arizona we hope you guys enjoy that one next up is uh something that is very interesting uh i did not think that this was going down but uh, hey well 
shows you what I know. Um, I just really think that Arizona is just like all around. You could go to the edge of the city and find something unique. You can go downtown, you can find something unique. So this is one of those like edges. Uh, I wouldn't say edge, but it's like, you know, different. Um, Horse-drawn carriage rides. Yes, the season has come for holiday lights to be put up. And if you want to go around the local neighborhood, you can go do so in a horse-drawn carriage to see all the local lights. Yes, thank you to Pair of Dice Carriages for providing a beloved tradition of horse-drawn carriage rides. You can go over to their Facebook page or their Instagram page, Pair Dice Carriages. And this is taking place uh, from Saturday, December 4th, and then it goes on to the 11th, 18th, and plan accordingly to the weather. Uh, it's actually $5 a person. Go over to their website and all of their personal links to make sure that you guys are addressing all that. And that is also in the Chandler area. So again, horse-drawn carriage rides, that's a fun one. And that concludes our community cork board. We hope that you guys enjoy this episode. This is episode number 307, Assistance League of Phoenix. We will catch you on the next episode. Kisses, hugs, and belly rubs. Hey listeners, Joe Biden's bipartisan infrastructure bill has now become law. We're here to tell you that this is great news for Arizona. Expanded internet access to hundreds of thousands of Arizonans, check. A new rail line between Phoenix and Tucson, check. And help secure the supply chain to bring down costs, check. These are just a few ways our lives will improve. And guess what? Small businesses in particular will benefit from the reliable transportation and lower costs. That's right. Find out more by going to www.realstoriesrealvoices.com. And now back to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I am your host, Jose. As always, we bring in special guests every week, and today is no different. Ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, coming to us from the Assistant League of Phoenix, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome Amy. Thank you so much for coming aboard, Amy. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you uh, joining us on a Friday. It's coming towards the end of the week. There's a lot of things going on. The holiday seasons are coming around. So a lot of time for giving, a lot of time for donating, a lot of time for a lot of things. So one of the things that we like to do here at the podcast is really inform the community about the just kind of nonprofit sector at this time of the year. And so this is a great one that we found, you know, you guys actually found us. And I think it's a great time to actually start interviewing you and doing this live is one of the great portions that we can try to introduce people to uh, the assistant league and to you as uh, CEO. I just, again, thank you so much. And can you give us a little bit of your origin story for you getting to the assistant league, but also give us a little bit of the history of the, of the assistant league as, as well. Sure. So Assistance League of Phoenix has been in the Valley um, for um, since 1961. Mm-hmm. We've been here for a really long time yes. and really started out as an all volunteer organization um, and was run and managed and operated all through volunteers until about 2011, 2012, okay. when I was hired as the first um, executive director to come on board. Yeah. And um, that was a, a exciting to be able to come into this all-volunteer organization and to see what um, volunteers did. I mean, yeah. we have um, two buildings that we own outright because of the volunteers before me really doing capital campaigns on their own. And as someone who's been in the nonprofit industry for nearly 30 years, 
I mean, I am just in awe of the commitment and the work that the volunteers here before me and actually right now have done and are doing to really give back to this community. Yeah, Um, absolutely. So I have been um, with Assistance League since 2012. I took a brief jaunt. I was recruited away to another great local um, Valley nonprofit. Okay. And I have to tell you, after leaving, my heart was just right back here at Assistance League of Phoenix. I missed the mission. I missed um, our volunteers. And really, again, that just amazing commitment that is with um, our members here. Um, it's just, it's like nothing I've ever seen in any other nonprofit. So I was <laughs> led right back here um, three years ago. And I told them, you're, I, I'm not leaving. Good. So yeah. they have to kill me off to get me out of here. I just, I love this organization. Awesome. Um, and you know, what we do is we really give back to the community, um, especially through our children's programs, our biggest being Operation School Bell, mm-hmm. where we provide new school clothing to about 9,000 kids right here in the Valley yes. that um, are living in poverty. And yeah. so a lot of us, when we think of poverty, we think of third world countries and we don't know that there's you know, kids living down the street that don't even have their own toothbrush, mm-hmm. um, that don't have a pair of shoes that isn't duct taped together. So I love the fact that all the money we raise stays right here in our community. That's awesome. I, you know, I, I had a conversation with my wife just before uh, doing this podcast and I was just saying to her, I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to have this type of conversation being a new dad of these, uh, this nonprofit helping out so many of the community of the children that are here. Um, it's one of those things that like, as you, as you, you know, develop, become an adult, you know, have kids of your own and just understand that kind of poverty and just that uh, unbalance that there is, even for children. Um, Just really like, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it through a conversation through this magnitude without crying or without having some kind of emotion, because, you know, being a new newborn father, it's just like one of those things that it's like, I want to protect the youngest and the the smallest and uh, the, the weakest. So it's just one of those things that like, you, you, that internal struggle as a father just wants to reach out and, and help all those kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's one of those great things that maybe with this conversation, I can maybe help someone out like that. And um, you do have, like you said, an, uh, a group of organizations that come together under this umbrella. Can you kind of give us more of the different programs? Because I know uh, from the understanding of like, that one's your big one or not your main one, but the 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 thrift store uh, is your main uh, profiteer for a yes. big portion. Yeah. And so our thrift boutique has really always been a part of our fundraising since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's located on seventh street, just North of Glendale. Yes. And um, again, all volunteers with one paid manager. So um, we really are able to maximize every donation, every dollar. Yeah. And it brings in probably about a third of our income, our thrift boutique. Wow. And I will tell you, like we have been voted best smelling thrift <laughs> shop in the Valley. And that says a lot. <laughs> a lot. If ever gone to thrift shop. A lot. Yes. And <laughs> we call it a thrift boutique because it really does have that boutique feel. Mm -hmm. And we really get a lot of great brand name items. I mean, I've been able, I've, I go shopping there all the time. I mean, we'll have coach bags. We'll have, we, we have, um, a local, uh, 
an organized a local company that does model home furniture. Mm -hmm. And when they're done with it, they donate it to us. So brand new model home furniture all the time at our store. Sweet. That is amazing. That is amazing. Like it's one of those things that's like, again, you start to open yourself up to these uh, conversations as much as I do with uh, just local people. And you start to realize like, Oh yeah, that one place of like, I go by or drive by and I just don't realize like, oh, one day I'll go in there or one day I'll check it out. And it just becomes more of an open opportunity to say yes to because these conversations help us like, yeah, I didn't know you guys were voted best smelling. <laughs> that, that makes me feel a lot better. Like, oh, yeah, definitely going to go over there and check it out. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so give us a little bit of like this time of year, what you guys anticipate, you know, the breakdown. I know that, again, I I myself am a big donator this time of year, just the holiday seasons is, it's a big part for me to give back. Can you give us an understanding or a breakdown, especially uh, comparative to before COVID and, mm-hmm. and your kind of hopes to kind of, uh, you know, switch it up and make it, yeah. uh, you know, make that bar go higher for this year? Yeah, absolutely. And I have to say, you know, last year, this time we weren't able to be in the schools with Operation School Bell. Um, This year, luckily, we've been able to bring our, I have a little model to show you, our Delivering (sighs) Dreams buses. Yes, yes. These cute. These are awesome. I know. I play with these all the time. Yeah, don't tell anybody. (laughs) But we have three of these buses um, that literally do. They deliver dreams right to the schools. Um, And the reason, like, this is one that's sponsored by Fiesta Bowl and BHHS Legacy Foundation. Yeah. And it really, I mean, it looks like a Fiesta Bowl ad. It it does. Yeah, we do that on purpose because we want to help take away the stigma of poverty for Mm -hmm. these kids. So instead of having to go out to the charity bus, um, it's like, oh, my gosh, how do I get on that festival bus? Um, So we have one um, that's sponsored by the Diamondbacks and then we have another Phoenix Rotary 100. So we just make them really fun and literally a store on wheels. So the kids get to come out and get all brand new clothes for school. Um, But with COVID, I will say that our numbers, the number of requests has just skyrocketed. Oh, wonderful. We've had um, at least 23 new schools that have been added onto our wait list. And we're slowly like getting them into the rotation as we raise more funds. Yeah. Um, But the need is definitely there. And you know, for a lot of these parents, like for instance, the, um, the, the rent eviction has, you know, that moratorium was lifted. Yeah. So now you have, um, parents that are trying to catch up on back rent mm-hmm. and it's a matter of, do we use the money we have to pay rent or do we buy new shoes for our kids? Absolutely. Well, guess what? They, they need to pay rent because they need a place to live. Yeah. So, um, I always say to everybody, there's a lot of people that feel like I don't make a ton of money. I wish I could donate, but I just don't make a lot of money. I have to tell you, $10 buys a brand new pair of shoes for a kid. Mm -hmm. And most people can afford $10. And if that's even too much, $5, $5 provides the other program we do. And my bear is not right here. (laughs) We provide um, teddy bears to children in crisis. $5 $5 provides a teddy bear to a child in crisis. Yeah. Now that program our teddy bear program is the only one that's not um, income driven. Okay. It's not around kids in poverty. It's kids that are experiencing a crisis. So yeah. we partner with the Phoenix fire department 
So think about every time a house is on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, this program hit my family when my niece um, woke up and found that her mo- mom had went to sleep and died in her sleep. And she's yeah. nine years old. And when the fire department came, um, they need something to help these little kids. Yeah. So they hand them a bear and it's something for them to hold on to and hug. Um, so it's our hugs program and um, crisis can hit anyone. Um, so I know firsthand how valuable it is. Unfortunately, yeah. I know firsthand, but um, fortunately I was able to see the impact mm-hmm. that these bears make. So just $5 does that. Goes so, a long way. Yeah. So I feel like there's something for everybody. And for some people, even that's too much, but they can donate their time. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, we, we we're able to operate the way we do because of all the volunteers we have, mm-hmm. um, whether it's volunteers working with the kids at the school, helping them get their clothing or it's at our store, or yeah. maybe it's someone that just wants to be behind the scenes and kind of unwrapping stuff and putting stuff in boxes. <laughs> like we have volunteer activities for everybody. Yeah. So it really does take, that the saying, you know, the saying can be cliche, but it's true. Mm-hmm. It takes a village. Absolutely. And it's all the pieces coming together, I think, that help us to be able to do what we do. And that's helped us to be successful in helping kids in this community for, you know, 40, 50 years. Yeah. And see, this years. is see, this is this is the type of thing um where I have I have to ask you. Um, as someone who has been in the thick of it and as someone who is operating on this level, um, you know, what have you experienced or what have you learned most from this community? Because I think that's the biggest type of conversation that we're having is community-based and, and all of that. And so one of the things I like to ask the business owners in their particular fields too, is like, what is the biggest thing you have learned from Phoenix and just the greater Phoenix community? I've learned that, um, that, there is a lot of poverty mm-hmm. in our community. And sometimes depending on the neighborhood we live in or the route we take to work, we don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that, there's also so much gratitude from people who um, are given help or given a hand up. Yeah. Um, there's, there's so much gratitude. And I have to tell you, we've been blessed to yeah. have some of the people that have benefited from our programs come back as adults. That's good. And want to give back, want to volunteer because they know how much it helped them as a child. And um, and I also know that our community is really strong in helping each other. We have great businesses here that give back. I mean, I talked about Fiesta Bowl and yeah. Diamondbacks and yeah. I mean, the Phoenix Suns, the Arizona Cardinals, um, Cox Communication, Wells Fargo. Um, Oh my goodness, Desert Financial, huge, huge. I mean, not only not only do these organizations help Assistance League of Phoenix, they help so many other nonprofits. Yeah. And I think that's really great to say that a lot of the for-profit businesses in our community they give back a lot. Yeah. And they understand. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things I keep hearing back is just kind of that understanding of we do this together and we do this as a as a as a as a group and a community. I think that's one of the greatest um, assets that makes us different from a lot of the bigger cities out there is that, you know, Mm -hmm. we are um, a collective group of, you know, different people, but like all of it 
comes back and we all understand with that background knowledge of like we're different, but we come together to make things better. And so I, I hope that that continues. Um, one of the other things, since I have you as someone operating on this level uh, with multiple organizations, uh, can you give us a little bit of like if someone who's out there working as a nonprofit and just wants a little tip or understanding of the the many years that you have had here, um, you know, can you help give one piece of uh, advice or one piece of uh, you know tip that they can you know go away in this holiday season feeling better or feeling um, brightened or up up uplifted? Yeah, I think that um, number one, relationships are everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I am a native. I grew yeah. up here. I love the fact that we go back and um, serve my old grade school. I love, um, and I always feel like I stress that to people too. go back to your community and and give back, go back to the place where you came from, the schools, the neighborhoods, and let those kids know that you came from there and, and provide that help for them. Um, But really just get connected to people. I was away from Phoenix after college at ASU Um, you know, I went and lived in LA for years until I had my son and then I moved back home, but very quickly just worked to get connected within the nonprofit community. And I will say as big as the city gets, it is still very small. Mm -hmm. Always find somebody who knows somebody or went to your grade school, went to your high school. And I love that about Phoenix. I love that about Arizona that we still um, as much as we grow and expand and are more progressive than we were back in 1987 when I graduated from high school, um, it's still a small town. Um, and again, it's just filled with a lot of philanthropic leaders mm-hmm. and really great leaders. And the other thing I would say to someone starting out a nonprofit is, you know, find some mentors. Okay. Because yeah. I, I think we have some really great and awesome leaders in all sectors in our community. And we're never too old to learn new tricks. Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, great mentors make um, make for those wonderful introductions. Absolutely. If if someone wanted to ask you to be their mentor, is there a way that they could do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I love that. I love that. Awesome. Yeah, so I just want to put that me. out there into the universe. Yes, yes get a hold put, of it. <laughs> put, put that out there. I, I absolutely love that. And the other thing I want to say too, just about the holiday season um, and assistance league is the tax credit. Okay. And a lot of people, you know, we are a state that has the Arizona uh, charitable tax credit. Mm-hmm. We have five tax credits, one okay. for public school, private school, charitable tax credit, foster youth and military. Um, and a lot of people don't know about those, but those are dollar for dollar off your state taxes. Wow. So would you rather hand a check to the government or would you rather hand a check to a charity mm-hmm. that gives back to our community? Yeah. So for Assistance League of Phoenix, we qualify for the charitable tax credit, and that's up to $400 for an individual or $800 for a couple. Okay. And again, you write that off your taxes dollar for dollar. And who's to say we're not always going to have that here in Arizona. A lot of states don't have that. Yeah. So I just implore people to take advantage of it. Um, and even if it's not giving with us, which mm-hmm. I hope people will find that cause that like, just 
lights you up, gives you yeah, passion. Yeah, absolutely. And give back. I just love it when people, when we all find a way to give back, because mm-hmm. I do believe that giving is really the gift for the giver. Mm-hmm. It just absolutely. always makes us feel better. Yeah, I think it's, it's yeah, chicken soup for the soul. Yeah. <laughs> One of those things that uh, I would also like to get into is, you know, you as an individual, there's a lot of things that um, for CEOs, for uh, business owners, that this question is just my favorite to go to is like, is there anything that you keep in your life that you like to make sure that, you know, either in the morning or the evening that you have to do that's like a part of your routine that you that you enjoy and that you can share with us? Um, absolutely. Um, one is spending time with family. Oh, awesome. And I think that, um, it was later in my career and probably when I became CEO where I learned that, um, not, you have to model that for your staff that mm-hmm. it's okay. Like I tell everybody on Sundays, like you will only hear from me if it's an emergency emergency, because yeah. I want you to turn off your phones. I want you just to go and spend time with your family, energize yourself. Don't check email. Like there has to be, you have to be able to have that work-life balance. And I think as a leader, you need to be able to model that because I think your team will model whatever behavior you have. And that can either be good or it cannot be good. Yes. Um, And I, you know, so I, I really like to practice that and be present when I'm spending time with my family. Um, and I think that, um, the other thing that is always really, um, important for me is to start out every single day with a cup of coffee. (laughs) Good, good. And actually this is one of my favorite questions. How do you take your coffee? Oh my gosh. I take it with, um, now don't laugh. Um, five Splendas. That's fine. And yeah, I know. And when I go to Starbucks, they always usually for Starbucks, it's six because their coffee is stronger. Yeah. And in the loudspeaker, they're like, did you say six? You know, as loud as they can. Please don't Splenda shame me in line at Starbucks. Yes, I said six. Um, Six Splendas and um, sugar free creamer. Oh my goodness. I'm the same way. I'm like, uh, my wife calls my drink, like the sugary drink. Like she, (laughs) I, 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 it's just what I enjoy. I just enjoy it. We actually, I I mistakenly had her coffee this morning and I was like, Oh yeah. Like, what is this? (laughs) I like it sweet, but without the sugar. It's, it's one of my favorite like things to just, just find out about people because you can tell who's like, black who's you know yes. just sugar or who like you know personality wise sometimes it's just fun to kind of figure that out but thank you again for letting us inside your inside your routine inside absolutely that. that's so great um so again we hit towards the end of our conversation i'd like to go towards the future and kind of things that you want to put out there for your business or for your you know for your organization is there any events out there that's coming up that you want to shout out and let people know that you're going to be a part of or anything in the future that you're looking to hit goal wise that we can maybe help you with people are listening absolutely so in march we have our um, annual gala last year we were not able to do it because of covid okay. and this year we're crossing all fingers that we'll be able to have our 51st annual celebration of caring yes um, on march 25th um, so people can go to our website and find out more information about how to come to that um, we are mid-year of the school year of um, out in the schools helping kids 
And again, um, in order for us to hit that goal this year, we're hoping to reach 10,000 kids. Yeah. We just need people's help and whether they can donate or we really need their volunteer time. So coming out and volunteering on the bus is a really great activity, not just for individuals, yeah. but also for um, work groups. It's a great team building experience. And I think some of the great leaders in the business community here in Arizona, they know that providing volunteer time for their employees helps make happier employees. Yes. So yes. we love having different um, groups come out, different companies come out and volunteer on the bus. Um, and then just our thrift boutique. It's that time of year, end of the year, people cleaning out their closet. So we love taking your donations and we want you to come shop with us. Like I said, we have, we have a lot of things that actually are still new with the tags on. Nice. I love that. I'm yeah. very excited for, you know, all, all the things that you have in store. I just, again, was, we're just a small podcast here trying to reach out and make the community known and just really have a good time with all the business owners and just really get everyone connected. It's just really about connections here. Um, I don't know if there's anything that you want to discuss as far as if I missed anything, I don't want to make, I don't want to let you leave here without having everything laid out there. So if there's anything, Amy, I'm just really want to be as, uh, as open and honest with you as possible. If there's anything we missed or anything like that. No, I mean, I really appreciate being able to come on and take the yeah. time to talk about, um, assistance League of Phoenix and what we're doing here in the Valley, um, and just different ways that people yeah. can help. Um, I think the biggest thing people can do is go to our website. It's alphx.org. Yes. Um, and there you can find out information about our programs um, as well. I would be remiss if I didn't talk, just mention our other two programs. We also um, have a thread of literacy amongst all of our programs. So we provide um, a book with every wardrobe package for mm -hmm. Operation School Bell as well, we do book gifts. So we'll go out to um, we'll go out to a Title I school with low-income students and we'll provide um, books for say all the kids in third grade at that school. Yeah. And for a lot of these kids, they don't have home libraries. Mm -hmm. And again, it's this, you know, as a new parent, I, I remember when my son was born, I mean, I was, I think he had a bookshelf filled with books before yeah. he turned one. Yes. Because I was so excited about and the one thing that I didn't know as a new parent, um, and just a tip for you is that um, invest in board books because if you get all the nice paper books, the kids rip them when they're little. Yep. Yep. <laughs> when they're babies. So, um, but a lot of kids don't have um, home libraries, they don't have any books at home. Yeah. And um, so we do love to be able to provide books for mm. kids in need, um, as well as we do layettes, which is kind of an old school term. But it's um, basically like a diaper bag that's filled with all the essentials that yeah. you would take a newborn home from the hospital because we have many newborns leaving um, some of our valley hospitals, the old county hospital, that have to wear their father's T-shirt because they yeah. don't have anything. Yeah. So, so that's, uh, again, it's, it's, it's a tough, tough, mm -hmm. uh, tough thing to hear. And as newborn father, and just, again, it's like, I, I very, very much have this appreciation towards what you do. And if I can do anything is just be a resource. And that's one of those, uh, those points of like, just truly I'd like, 
again, I, I meet nonprofits and prof, you know, and it's again, one of those things, like I, I had this conversation with you. It's just, I want to help so badly. And I'm doing, I would look at this. I'm like, give us everything. Cause it's like, again, I want, I want everyone to know every link, every uh, event that's coming up because it's important to me right now. I, uh, my background is native American. I grew up on the Indian reservation. So again, no, not crazy hard life, but again, something that most people would totally mistake and misunder, you know? Yes. So this is important to me having all these kids uh, really, really makes a difference to what you're doing. So I'm going to take a moment, take a beat. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. And I, I do. I, and I get it. I think that there's a lot of people that if they have not lived in certain circumstances, they just don't understand um, the needs that are out there. And, um, you know, for kids to have um, a pair of shoes that fit, you know, a lot of the kids that come on the bus, they're wearing shoes that are like two sizes too small, Yeah. only because they've worn them so long that they've stretched them out. Um, yeah. that they can't in. play sports because they have holes in their shoes and mm -hmm. Or it, I mean, just proper gear in general, or just, yeah. just it's, it's just, yeah. yeah, there's a lot. And, and a lot of those kids, they don't, they don't understand. Mm -hmm. They don't care because they're just kids. Right. And, and they just want to fit in. Yeah. They just, they just want to fit in. I think that's one of the things that, you know, every year um, I have a great vendor that we get our shoes from and he allows me to design our shoes. Yeah. So I create a shoe that um, looks like, looks like Vans. Nice. Looks yeah. like Vans. And kind of the, another that's a lace up and they look like Converse. Yeah. Um, that's wonderful. But I mean, I every year go to my 13 year old and I'm like showing him different designs. Do you think this would be cool? Do you mm -hmm. think this would be cool? Because it's not just important that these kids get the basic necessities. It's important that they get things that, are going to make them feel good about themselves that are going to help them to fit in with the other kids and at school. Um, yeah. It's important that, you know, we make sure that like we have like this, we've had skinny pants and joggers and things that are in fashion because yeah. that is in my viewpoint, just as important as them just having clothing. Yes. Because we want, we want to help foster a good self-esteem for these kids. Yeah. And that's your passion bleeding through. It's your, it's one thing to, to give them the basic needs. It's another thing to go out of your way to make sure that it is modern mm -hmm. and it is representing what they enjoy and it's representing what they, what they, the things that they want and need. And so, you know, again, it's you, it's your passion bleeding through that and taking the extra step to go that far. Thank you again for a wonderful, like morning conversation. Again, I am very floored to have you on here. Uh, if you want to go ahead and just, again, give us the links again, your phone number, the address for the thrift shop, um, everything, please. Again, Amy, thank you for this wonderful morning conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So our website is alphx.org. Um, or people can call our office at 
1836. Mm -hmm. Our thrift boutique is on 7th Street, just north of Glendale. And our address is 7044 North um, 7th Street. And we're open Monday. The store is open Tuesday through Saturday Mm -hmm. from 10 to 4. And Mondays for donation drop-off as well. Awesome. Well, thank thank you so much. Thank you. Wonderful. I love these types of just um, great conversations. Yeah. Again, this is what it's all about. It's one of those things that I think has been uh, therapeutic for me as someone who wants to really reach out to and be an extrovert to, to all these businesses. But again, it's, I think it's just fair to have people like you, people, other nonprofits and other organizations and businesses to have a, a seat at the table to really tell their story. So again, uh, before we go, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of our podcast at findingarizonapodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. All our social media is under Finding Arizona Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all under Finding Arizona Podcast. And last but not least, if you want to become a super fan and be help donate to us, patreon.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast is where you'll go do that. You'll get bonus content in return. Uh, So that concludes our conversation here with the Assistant League of Phoenix and with Amy here. Uh, We say goodbye. And before our our ending here is kisses, hugs, and belly rubs. See you all next time. Bye, y'all.